Welcome to the Art of Body Language podcast, where we empower and uplift the dance community while helping them understand their injuries. The days of being frustrated about your injury are over. Before I begin this episode, I would like to invite you to reach out to me at theartofbodylanguage at gmail.com. Again, that is theartofbodylanguage at gmail.com with any questions about injuries that you may have. Or find me on Instagram at theartofbodylanguage. I am here to serve you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Body Language podcast. Today, I have two amazing artists on with me, a Daphne Lee, a professional dancer with Band Theater Harlem, and a, a grad student, as well as Charles Smith, um, a choreographer, both great people. We're gonna, uh, I cannot wait for you to hear more about their stories. Daphne, let's jump in there. Let the people know about your journey as a dancer. Yes. Hello, everyone. It's exciting to be here. And thank you so much for having me. So once again, my name is Daphne Lee. I'm originally from Rahway, New Jersey, but I live in New York City. But as you know, I'm currently getting my master's in um, Hollins University. And I'm here on campus. So (laughs) it's a little bit of a different zone for me. But um, yes, I'm a professional dancer. My mother was a dancer. So she was ultimately my teacher. And I never decided to be a dancer until I auditioned for Juilliard at 18 as a joke. And when I made it down to the last six, I realized, you know what, I think I could I could do this thing. Um, It's a tough industry, but I'm going to try and make it work sophomore year of college I went to Ailey Fordham and I got a contract to join Alvin Ailey 2. From there I toured the world, did some gigs with Beyonce, freelance, and then I wanted to get back into point shoes. So then I ended up joining Oakland Ballet, Collage Dance Collective, and now I'm back on the East Coast with Dance Theater of Harlem. Um, Definitely catch me on tour if you can. Visit the website to see more info. But yeah, a lot of my teachings have literally been like through life, like as well as school. And um, I moved back to New York City because my parents are both sick. My mother has multiple myeloma cancer and my father has Parkinson's disease. So all of those things have inspired me to look at food differently while still staying connected to my Caribbean and Afro-Latin roots. And I'm happy to chat about that. Amazing. Wait, two seconds. I love that you were like, so I did this whole freelance thing and I'm I'm ready to go back to point. So we're going to be about (laughs) Not an easy transition. (laughs) No. Not an easy transition, but I love that you did that. It happened. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. Charles, that was that that was amazing. She, you know, yeah. Um, hello again. My name is Charles Smith. I'm a choreographer, um, creative director, movement coach. Lived in New York City. I'm originally from St. Petersburg, Florida, where I studied um, musical theater from elementary on to high school as well as college. Originally moved to New York City to be a a Broadway baby situation, but hip hop caught my eye. So I've been there for 10 years pursuing that. I've choreographed for um, the NBA for 10 years, no, seven years. I've worked with Janet Jackson. I've done, you know, assistant choreography for like recently on the tour for the artist named Lizzo and just currently Mm -hmm. still choreographing in New York City. You know, I'm just, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm me. My intro wasn't as dope as hers, but she's great. No. <laughs> I'm not going to talk the about artist. the viral oh, yeah, my bad. For yeah. before Lego challenge. Yes, that was huge. Like, you guys, yeah. so Charles came and he was like, you know what, let's get together in Harlem and let's do the before I Lego challenge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it went viral. Yep. And then he took it to Times Square. Times Square, yeah. And then he went viral again. And Beyonce (laughs) And then Fat Man Scoop reached out. And he did it again. And now he's going to do it again in St. Pete. And I'm just like, you know. There's so many things. I forgot, not say I forgot about that, but yeah, that too. (laughs) King Chuck. (laughs) So, you know, I remember growing up and, you know, Chocolate Guy Cracker being with you and then Mm -hmm. doing Soul Kitchen (laughs) with you and, you know, just doing all these small things in in St. Pete and then to now see how you've grown. 
and blossom. This is very inspiring for me. And now, you know, I'm just meeting you, Daphne. Now, even hearing your story has been so inspiring. So I'm just excited. And you know what's really cool is that um, a lot of my friends were in that video. So obviously, <laughs> and yeah, it's like really cool to see like how, you know, the industry is so small. I'm like, oh yeah, like everybody was tagging me on that video. I'm like, oh, there goes my homegirl. There goes so-and-so. And so it's really cool. Like now we're all like, yeah. yeah, we always come across. So you, you never know who's watching or who's listening. You never know. <laughs> and literally, yeah. just just off of a um, to piggyback off of that, like the whole challenge thing was literally, like you say, as a joke, not joke. I just did it just to do it because when I originally heard the song, I was like, you know what, Beyonce should create a slide to this because it had mm -hmm. general, you know, that, right. um instructions. I'm like, she should create one. So we're gonna wait until she does that. So I waited, and then the challenge came. I'm like, well. Might as well do something, I guess. I, you know, I'll just get in the studio and get some girls together. And literally, I posted it on a Tuesday. It was like, I'm going to have a free class rehearsal. And on the next day, and then Wednesday, 70 girls showed up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yep. you guys were on a dance then. It's great. Right. So that happened. And then literally, I, I, I made it a point to not choreograph it ahead of time because I wanted to be in a room full of, like, African-American women and, like, you know, you guys – if you like something, you're gonna say woo. If you don't, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, you should change it to X, Y, Z. So I created it on the spot, not thinking too much about it. Then we shot it the next day. So Tuesday, put the ad out. Wednesday, um, did the rehearsal. Then Thursday, shot it, and then that was it. It wasn't wow. too much thought. It was more so just like I want to create a cookout vibe. I want to dance, do a cha-cha slide, basically, and let's see what happens. So, and it's crazy how far it has taken it. So it's mad cool. It's cool. Very exciting. Um, so trying to get into, you know, the topic of, uh, the show, uh, nutrition and how that affects us. Uh, so I know Charles, we had talked previously and you were, um, telling me about some, uh, food issues you were going through. Yeah. Can you dive into that? Yes. So just to, just to backtrack, I don't know. I should have said this to my intro. I lived in China for a year. Oh, yeah, I was there for a year, like, working as a choreographer for the entertainment industry over there. Like, they have a, a huge, like, club scene and just, like, K-pop scene. So I was working in that industry. And I ended up staying there for a whole year. And by the eighth month, I got, like, randomly ill. And I'm thinking it's just, like, you know, whatever, random. And then I got really, really sick. I went to the hospital and I had appendicitis. So fast forward, the next day I had to have, like, a surgery done. So I feel like... Once I had the appendix taken out, then I randomly got a food allergy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like with my system being different, I ended up having sensitivities to, like, random foods. Like, any grains or, like, gluten, like, anything that has gluten in it, I'm really sensitive to, if that makes any sense. So, I've been having, like, battling with that a lot. And I've, I've, tried, to, I've tried to go around it and, like, you know what? I'll take some gluten enzymes and, like, that'll, like, solve it. But it still had problems if I don't do like gluten-free or just like literally I've been trying to do like just grain-free quote-unquote and that's the only thing that really works if I'm answering the question right so basically I was doing gluten-free at first but I think now I'm so severe I might have to just do grain-free and all but I'm not really sure sure I know I got you what are you doing right now like to kind of start that off what do you mean me yeah for uh, listen just breaking all the rules okay <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's for me, I can say this is like traveling a lot, and it's not an excuse. But me traveling so much and me just being a foodie, period, I just want to try everything. So I really, I, I shouldn't be doing certain things, and I still do. I, for the most part, I'm like strict on it when I'm bomb, like when I'm home, quote unquote, in New York City. But mm -hmm. when I'm out and about and like doing random things and eating out with people, I just really just do whatever. So I'm trying to get more strict on that, basically. So right now I'm just right, right now I'm just doing my own thing if that makes any sense. Got you, got you. And then Daphne, as far as like your knowledge of uh, food and brain and eating meat, can you chime in on you know just how yeah. Well, that definitely resonates with me too because um, you know people don't realize that the wheat here. Um, around the world is not the best and you know especially in America we're the only we're one of the few people that are allergic to food like 
we yeah. need to consume food and then all of a sudden we're allergic to peanuts or we got gluten sensitivity this that and the third and it's yeah. just it's crazy so um people don't realize that gluten actually inflames not only your body but your brain as well um so it actually puffs everything up and it, it messes up the whole digestive system even if it's like brown bread and brown sugar like it's um it's actually not the best for your body and when you do cut it out of your system you feel so much better things can just pass along <laughs> um, a lot easier so i've also been very gluten conscious as well like trying to stick to, to corn tortillas versus flour um gluten-free actually have some gluten-free bread um gluten-free multigrain bread some people um stick to sprouted grains or like ancient grains as well they're you know a little bit more tolerable of that but yeah, it's not really doing anything. And um, speaking of not really doing anything, that's my next thing with meat. Um, I try to really stick to a plant-based diet. Um, I'm also of Caribbean and Afro-Latin descent. So of course I grew up with all the seasonings, the fixings and all the meat. But because of that, I try to just have meat like literally like twice a year, like once for Thanksgiving and one for like Christmas, New Year's. But I always tell people that, yeah, meat is actually essentially a carcinogen. It doesn't actually do anything for the body. Now, a lot of people may be thinking, oh, but where do you get your protein? And the first thing I tell them is that all the biggest animals on earth don't eat meat. So gorillas, rhinoceros, um, giraffes, um, any of those big animals, elephants, they don't eat meat. They actually eat plants. So it goes to show you that there's plant protein. So it's learning about seeing food differently, you know, making that diet. 75% plants and, and, and veggies, and then having a little portion of, you know, a starch. And then if you want, you can have a grain, but like, that's mostly it. And you get fueled up a lot faster. You feel better. You wake up more energized. There's no more brain fog because it takes away, I forgot I was reading something. Um, like I said, I'm not a real nutritionist, so I'm missing the terms, but it takes away all of that extra fog. Your body is just better overall. And especially when I'm touring mm -hmm. and um, they cater to us at the theater and things like that. We have uh, food choices that we can make, and a lot of the dancers stick to it because we can't afford to be slowed down or we can't afford for our bodies to, to start messing up on us. So yeah. that's something I've, I've learned. And same thing, oh, I forgot to mention the government. The biggest commercials that we see on TV all cater to eggs, dairy, and meat. You never see a spinach commercial. You never see a quinoa commercial. It's always eggs, dairy, and meat because those are the same companies that are being sponsored. And, you know, the American Cancer Society and all these secret societies that are supposed to be helping people all fund eggs, dairy, and meat. So it's to keep the cycle going of people getting cancer, people getting sick, because if nobody was sick, then doctors are out of jobs. Correct. So it's all a big, giant cycle behind all of this stuff, and we just have to be conscious of it. A word. I have wow. so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Me too. laughs> so okay so you're it's show day mm -hmm. what time are you eating and what are you doing or what are you consuming to fuel yourself to make it through your show yes first thing i do every single day when i wake up drink water it's mm -hmm. the first thing that goes in my system straight water um vapor distilled if you're extra fancy but just water <laughs> from there i always have um some oatmeal and a piece of fruit either a dried piece of fruit or like a banana and oatmeal because there it's heavy enough to fuel me up but doesn't feel me uh doesn't let me feel heavy no eggs no pancakes no none of that um so oatmeal and a banana i take a 90 minute ballet class then i have a 15 minute break so i have like a luna bar Okay. Or another piece of fruit, depending on what the green room has. Then I have a tech rehearsal from one to four o'clock where I'm, I'm actually teching all the rep, rep that I'm doing. From there, four to five is dinner. Now, depending on each city, we have our amazing hospitality. So it'll be anything. I mostly always get a salad or a baked potato, something heavy and light enough because the show is not till 7, 30, 8 o'clock. So I can have something and let the food process. And then we also get to-go boxes so we can take dinner to go as well so it's always you know stuffed peppers with quinoa anything that's plants-based um like i said no meat no gluten <laughs> because i need to feel ready i need to have energy and yeah. then the show comes i perform uh seven to nine or seven thirty to ten whatever it is and then i'll eat some of that same dinner directly after the show so my body can repair itself and occasionally i'll take some amino acids um, yes. like a regular GMC yeah just to recover the muscles and then that's it 
And then I do the same thing the next day or if it's a travel day, but I always start the day with pretty much a piece of oatmeal or some gluten-free cereal with flaxseed milk, um, definitely tea, um, occasionally some coffee, like a latte or something, but always almond milk. So it's just about changing my choices of how I eat. So it's okay. not impossible. I don't feel like I'm left out. But then, you know, when it's my birthday, I'm going to have some ice cream. When it's my birthday, I'm going to have some cake. You know, like, you know, I'm still trying to live. You know, I like okay. my oxtail, you know, but Ooh, that's what I do. <laughs> on your birthday. That's what I do. Cool. Say it again? I say you do, you do that on your birthday. It's like a birthday meal. My birthday and like Christmas. Like that's my, my meat days, you know, like that holiday time, you know. But like I said, it's, I know it affects me. As soon as I have meat, I'll start tearing. I immediately feel bloated. Like my body recognizes it's a carcinogen. This is not, this meat isn't doing anything, but just going through your system. And then, yeah, I'm in the bathroom, like right after it. <laughs> so, so that's how that works. So for someone like Charles, who is on the go as a choreographer, a dancer, what are you doing, you know, on tour? How, how are you, any tips or tricks on ways to kind of still stick to that? while being you know on tour or traveling or for the person i you know companies are different all companies aren't equal right. as far as what they're offering their dancers you know do you have any advice on that as far as it's a hard one because to me it's about choices so right. like yeah there's areas where there's only chick-fil-a and bojangles well like <laughs> <laughs> that you you gotta i mean we find they make efforts to give us grocery stores and say okay then i can get a granola bar even if i go to the gas station they have a healthy granola bars there so i'll use that um like the the low protein type bars definitely fill up on water until we get to a destination that has it um even if you go to wendy's or something like that just get the fries <laughs> you know like just just you have to just really know your body because you know or get the salads you know even though they're not the best salads like it's really just about making personal choices and you know it's not going to be like that for long long but yeah I mean I was in China I did an 11 city tour and that was like oh because not only is there fast food but like it's always rice and noodles and I had to really just be like okay I need the veggie bean buns or just give me just broccoli and mushrooms um, so I really, you know, of course, I want to try the food. So I'm, I did my whole hot pot situation. I every time I go to a new country, it's important to try the food. Like I'm a foodie as well. So I'm not gonna not have some lamb because I'm in India or somewhere like I'm gonna try it. But then yeah. if I'm in there for a long certain time, okay, I know I have to retract like I'm gonna opt for this option opt for that option. And I don't feel bad because I already had my moment of enjoying that. Um, but yeah, it's it's I'm with DTH. So it's a little rare that we don't have good food choices I'm a little spoiled but I've also been in companies that didn't have that and I had to just really really put my foot down and say no well I'm gonna have this or I'm gonna just have some fries and the next day I'm gonna just have some greens or get a, a naked shake you know even though it has a lot of sugar in it like you know you just have to make those choices so fr so I hear you saying fries so why fries? <laughs> like, like, I, 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 I hear that I hear that I want, I want to know more about that okay I, I think I just mentioned that because everybody knows I love fries um fries are gluten-free and they are also vegan so I, they're like the one junk food <laughs> they're the one junk food that i just dismiss like yo you, you know get some himalayan salt on there and, and call it a day but um yeah of course you don't want to eat that all the time but i'm a fry person and i love popcorn those are my two go-to snacks popcorn has a lot of fiber so i have a, I actually bring my popcorn machine with me on tour and i actually have it in here um yeah like that's how much i'm obsessed with popcorn like it's bad <laughs> and I also have a juicer, but because I'm on campus, I brought a juicer. But okay. but yeah, fries is just like okay. If you want, if you want, want to have that that salty, oily snack, Wendy's fries are my favorite. So I'm always like, yo, just get some fries, you know. And um, I don't really. I used to go to Chick Fil A to get my waffle fries, but I don't really support them like that no more. But yeah, fries is like okay. <laughs> my happy place if I want junk food. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so I, I have a question. This is like it's on the same topic, but. I feel like, and this is like being, not say dramatic, but how, how do you break a, like almost, I feel like I have a sugar addiction. Like literally, I want oh, yeah. like, how I'm do you break it? Like what, what do you do? 
Uh, you don't break it. <laughs> That's okay. the funny thing. So, um, you know, sugar is equally connected to cocaine. Like it's the exact same effect. I'm a cokehead. Like when it comes to sugar, like I love my sugar. Am I, am I allowed to say that? Um, <laughs> I don't do coke, but sugar is equivalent to that. Same thing. There's people that love cheese. Cheese is equated with heroin. Really? Um, so some those people really? who love like I'm not a cheese person I'm a sugar person but some of my friends are cheese people so that it's a heroin effect and for the the sugar people it's the cocaine effect so it is there is an addiction so the the best way to really break that um, dried fruits lots of fruits because those are our natural sugars that will do the same thing and eventually the processed sugar will wean yourself out so um, I'm actually here on campus next week I'm gonna actually start my sugar detox but what that means is like no processed sugar. So what's going to help me is the natural sugar. So having apple and peanut butter, um, the banana, like eventually you're going to start winding off the processed sugar. And um, I had a piece of key lime pie, which was, you know, processed food. And it was disgusting to me because it was overly sweet now. So you just have to slowly detract, but not cut it out. You don't want to do cold turkey, but just start with the dried fruits. Um, Get some apricots, get the mangoes, the Trader Joe mango slices, berries, any type of fruit, because those are natural sugars that your body and your tongue and your brain will start to resonate as sugar. And that will eventually, like, it's not going to phase you. But as soon as you have a sip of Kool-Aid, you're going to be like, oh, no. (laughs) So that's the best way to lower that down. But, oh, yeah, I love my I love my sweets. Everybody knows, like, me and my dad have a big sweet tooth. Um. I even have vegan marshmallows. Oh my god! So these vegan marshmallows are so bomb. They're like the perfect amount of sugar. Like that's my little dessert. But like my fruits, that's the first thing. Like I said, every morning I have my oatmeal and I have a piece of fruit. That's the that's the sugar sugar component. And then after that, like I'm not craving. I'm not getting that urge. Um, and then also a sugar craving means you're not getting enough of the other stuff. You're not getting a balance of your veggies. You need more grains. I think it's like vitamin K, potassium. It, it, there's yeah. an imbalance. Just like if you crave chocolate, it's a lack of, um, there's a lack of another protein that you're not getting. I know when I crave eggs, it's a lack of protein. So I need more X, Y, and Z. So your body okay. tells you what to do. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. A lot of it. Okay. Yay. Good. I love that you, you said you're not going to quit cold turkey because I feel like people are so extreme these days like we want yeah. we're just gonna cut everything out and I'm just like <laughs> you have to that, that, I'm sorry guys but that's me that's me <laughs> <laughs> I'll be trying I'll be good, for, I'll be good for a good three days for a good three days I'll be but on then it co- and then I'll be like you know what Pretty right that's what thing. happens that's what happens yeah yeah that's why it's better to start off slow you want to start shifting that diet okay so, um cut out the red meat then eventually cut out poultry, then eventually cut out the fish and the seafood and, and start that way. It's a longer process. It's a longer yes. process and it lasts longer. But yeah, we've all done the cold turkey thing. Um, you know, I mean, some people it's food, some people it's relationships. I mean, wow. you know, you just have to see where, you, you know, where you get that addictive status or where you, you know, how your, your mind is powerful. That's all I'm going to say. Like your mind can do anything. So it's like how to go about it the right way without killing yourself. That's right. That's very true. So I have a question for you, especially since you're also in grad school. What, I guess, do you, you eat grains at all? Uh, quinoa. Okay, so like, you eh, okay. Yeah, it depends how my body is. Because as an experiment, so I know I'm going to have patients that have done everything. So I mm-hmm. purposely did keto just to see what, how my body would react. And with being active and things like that, it was really hard for me to like stay fueled and be awake with no grains. Like you do need those carbohydrates. So I was trying wondering like, what are you doing? What, which carbohydrate you're eating if you, you know, if you're consuming them and, um, or what you're doing instead to kind of keep yourself energized, dancing, studying, obviously yeah so like i said i try to avoid those kind of grains but i do have oatmeal so for example you can start by look at this this is a gluten-free super seed and grain oatmeal um and it has literally like chia buckwheat hemp and quinoa those things will last in your system and and keep you keep you going on energy that's one of the things i have because it doesn't it doesn't slow me down but it also gives me energy to keep going um 
And then, of course, if you real, you know, sometimes you got to have your basic days. You just need that Quaker. <laughs> Quaker oatmeal. <laughs> um same thing with um excuse me one second yeah my my gluten-free if you can find it this is not the best brand there's another brand that i'm obsessed with um but that's what i do because your your stomach is is re trying to figure out what you are doing so of course when it's feeling like that it's it's a withdrawal that's you're just going through a withdrawal um so you just have to same oh same thing with this gluten-free pasta rice pasta spaghetti um brown rice pasta like switching things in and out but yeah your body is just going through a withdrawal and it just needs to recognize wait 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 wait, wait. what's going on what's going on and how can you supplement what your body is craving without relapsing to what it's used to that's it you know we need to have video shopping with daphne oh, <laughs> um, no. you know what cheryl um you know it's funny the keto thing i did keto for well not keto keto but like because i do like heavy fats i did it for like two weeks and i felt amazing doing it but literally once i had a drop of i think it was a piece of chocolate i just fell like it's it's crazy how it works because on yeah. the flip side, like you say you you say you felt you know sluggish or whatever you wasn't like i was really like fueled from it but all i did i did only like I did veggies and like some like little fruits, but I did like salmon and I did salmon and some other kind of fish. So it worked out for me. I would like to go back into that, but it's like going back into it. I don't know what it is. It's like, I was very good with it for like two weeks. That's good. And really fueled. I was lit for two weeks. I was gonna say, so it had ups and downs. I think at the beginning it was hard and I did feel good. I just felt like it wasn't sustainable for me. Cause I was also like, getting up at 6 a.m., working out, sitting through school. I mean, you just have to be extremely prepared as far as, like, yeah. cooking. And then, like you said, as soon as I had anything else, it went back. And so, yeah, right away. in my mind, I'm kind of like, if you are someone that is ex- extremely obese and yeah. you, you cannot move, I would say maybe, okay, start with keto. Outside of that, I just need something that's more sustainable. So, like, definitely saying, if I want ice cream, I can have my little ice cream or whatever and then come right back. And I don't know. I See, the thing is with me, I'll just say this on live, you know what I'm saying? I'm an extremist. I can't just say a little bit of ice cream because <laughs> I'm going to eat the whole pint. Like, I'm just, and I don't know why. So, I, I, want, I want to figure that out. So if that's the case, if, if you're extreme in that way, then go find you some vegan ice cream, some non-dairy ice cream. Okay. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So if you want a big pint of some ice cream, then you're just going to have to make the extra effort and, and sacrifice going straight to the dairy, but then find some, some coconut or almond milk ice cream. And now you can have a pint of that. So at least you feel like you substituted that feeling for something else. Same thing. If you want a burger, then go to Bear Burger and get a, a veggie burger. Y'all, have you, you been know to what Bear I'm Burger? Saying? Yeah, I've been to Bear Burger. That's I don't know what that burger, I don't, Well, if you're from New York City, go to Bear Burger because it yes. rides out. Yes, I had, like a, I had the Impossible Burger and the yes. That's too, the beef. I, they have uh, several options. It's yes. Magnet. Wait, mm-hmm. where is that in New York? They, they have like they have two, three several. locations. Yeah. The one I go to is on like 40, 46 and eighth. That's by BDC. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. By BDC. Yeah. Yep. So. I yeah. Yeah. So Charles, um, try Halo Top. Halo Top. Halo Top is I don't know if it's vegan. It's non-dairy. Yeah. Okay. So when I was like, oh, cool, heavy cool. on paleo, I would get like a half of a Lenny and Larry's cookie, put that bit in the oven or the microwave, and then <laughs> halo top on top. And that was my dessert. And it wasn't as many calories. You know, Lenny and Larry's is a protein cookie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Larry, Larry. Yeah. Okay. And the, the thing is about, I was really say- finding those substitutions, but like, yeah, I mean, you have to just make it work slowly but surely. And like I said, there's things to help with that. There's Instagram, there's Black Vegans Unite. Um, there's a lot more Black people that are now taking more control of their bodies. So there's communities you can reach out yeah. to and see what other people are doing, too. I, I think I think it is, too. I mean, this is not to get out. It's on the same subject. I feel like since I choreograph more often now, when I was dancing more, I really didn't have a problem. Like, mm-hmm. I could, like, do the stuff. But since I'm just choreographing more often, I feel like I have to really switch my diet because I'm not dancing as much. I'm still dancing, but I'm not dancing as much. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that 
that's the reason why. And I say why sensitivities came, but that's the reason why they're superseded. You know what I'm saying? Because I can I'm literally probably eating the same thing I was eating before, but since I'm not as active as I used to be, that might be something. And I probably need to get more active probably too. But Lord, like, because you're, you're choreographing, you're not really hitting a step crazy. <laughs> you guys are hitting a step. I'm up here like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like maybe more activity as well as cutting back the gluten stuff has to fully go. Cause that there, the brain fog. Let me tell you something. The brain I fog, yeah. When I when I when I was really yep. eating like still eating bread heavy, I was forgetting yeah. random things. I was yes. like, and my memory's mad good. But like <laughs> when I was eating it, my brain literally, I felt I was like, and I see how it affects your brain. Like it affects mm-hmm. you real bad. Like, it swells up. Yep. Mm. I didn't know that. I wanted to mm-hmm. Oh my god. There's, there's a book um called Wheat Belly. I advise you to check it out. And then yeah, there's What's a bunch the of black Wheat Belly. Okay. I forgot who the author is. I don't have it with me. But it's a very interesting book to read and it tells you what it actually does to your system. Um and of course we think, yeah, but you know, people have been eating bread for years and years and years. that was a different time. Our food is not the same as it was back in something something BC where they can just put dough on their back and let it rise on the sun. Like no, our food is not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it's, it's something going on. Like you have to be aware that, you know, somebody has a hold on our food and it's all about a process and you can't let that control you. You want to live your life, but you got to realize, wait, this is not going to help. Um, oh, also one little side note, raw honey. I you love- will not get sick. Raw honey and some ginger tea. Uh, actually with the ginger root, add some cloves. I never get sick because I always have raw honey. Um, just that. Okay, I just wanted to make that point. <laughs> I also swear by apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar, yep. That too. Like, it's another one, yep. Oh, and ginger. Yep. Ginger mm-hmm. with apple cider vinegar. I yep. do a couple of capfuls in the water with the mm-hmm. rock. Yep. My thing is also drinking. So when I, that's what I do. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm <was> drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I do my whiskey and then I come back. I took the apple cider vinegar. I chased it with lots of water. Wake up. We're good. We're back to go. Food poisoning. I've been there. <laughs> or you had your cheat meal, and now you're in pain. Boom. Mm-hmm. Got out that cheat meal, man. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. It cures the world. It's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm here visiting in Florida right now, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm more disciplined here because i feel like no, it's not an excuse but when you live in a city like new york city especially where i live in particular i live on like 135th street so i live across the street from ihop as well as across the street from popeyes as well oh, as shit. down the street from the jamaican restaurant as well as the bodegas across the street as well as there's some other spot so and jimbo's is down the street as well so i feel like just walking around and just whatever new york city i feel like that's where the pitfalls happen for me because even when i'm like out of town i usually i generally kind of like get the healthier option but being home in particular and i'm tired i'm like you know what we're just gonna go to jimbo's today i feel like those are the things too i feel mm-hmm, like location yeah location is a yep. big deal too that makes sense i mean i'm in inwood i'm right there on um 207 ish um, right the last stop on the a practically wow. um so yeah i'm pretty much in dominican heaven and every corner is a restaurant that's offering you see the chicken rotisseries everywhere you see them uh, literally like they cook there's a poultry place around so they take the chicken from like the actual poultry side and they cook it and it's like fresh chicken fresh yes. goat meat like they have all of that so yeah i mean you do have those temptations but like i don't know i'm, I'm just like look I'm, I'm gonna just stick to i don't know but we i think we also forgot to talk about like food shopping like how do you food shop because people think oh going vegan and vegetarian is expensive and i'm like but wait if you cut out meat like i replaced all of that with produce so it's actually cheaper but yeah it is people talk about oh it's a lack of cons-. like some men may feel like oh they can't they're gonna have to eat tons of that but that's when you add in the healthy grain like that's a whole nother thing too is like yeah it's new york city like you got to enjoy yourself but at the same time these are other ways to Correct. just discipline and you know but yeah that bear burger <laughs> the Dominicans, the Caribbean spot, they all they all there and it's, it's okay, but you just gotta be conscious. <laughs> I was gonna play say food shopping, because you know for me, I'm I'm that grad school financial aid life. Mm-hmm. So yep. 
I live off of Sam's Club. Sam's Club has like a three pound bag of veggies. It's like $15. And I take out what I need. Mm-hmm. I Frozen home- veggies. Yep. My homemade marinade. I let my veggies sit. I do, you know, my big packs of salmon, wild caught. I, I was told I had to give up tilapia because tilapia ain't it. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm redoing the budget for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Trader Joe's, I love. I Trader Joe's, yeah. I live at Trader Joe's. Somebody told me Trader Joe's was coming to Harlem, and I got excited, but I haven't seen it yet. They need to Ooh. come there instead of um, Whole Foods. Whole Foods play too much. Yeah, they'd be going up and down. Mm-hmm. The thing that kills me is that, like, okay, I am in Harlem. Why am I gonna put? A, why not put an affordable grocery store that the community can actually like? Gentrification. Uh, it makes me so mad. That's <laughs> my gears. Whole Foods means white people, so. Uh, oh <laughs> That's what they want. Yeah, it's It's not, you know. Did I mean to say that? <laughs> but you know, no, but real, real though. Like, I mean, once you start seeing a Starbucks and a Whole Foods and the rent is increased, I mean, I'd love to live in one on uh, 125th Frederick Doug, 130th, that whole area. I would love to live there, but I can't. I'm in Inwood. People still think I live in the Bronx. And I'm like, no, 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 I actually live in Manhattan, but like, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, yeah I mean, I get excited for a Whole Foods because I'm one of them people too. I'm like, ooh, Whole Foods. Like, can I afford it? You know, I'll just go in and get this, that, and the third. But like, it is catering to a specific type of clientele and hopefully it will continue to be us. But, you know, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that going on. But that'd be nice if they did get a Trader Joe's. But yeah, that'd be so, so, so cool. But right now, yeah, we just have to stick with it. How can we just make the best choices that we can going forward especially living in a big city living in small cities being on the road choreographing dancing and yeah man drink lots of water have some tea yes. Yes. mind your business <laughs> literally okay it, it's, all, it's all about it's all about mind control i believe mind control but it, with with the with the brain fog of like other things that mess your brain up it just it alters it you know what i'm saying but i feel like in the in the grand scheme of things it's more mind control cuz we can control it we just have to just really be attentive you know what i'm saying so makes sense and when i hear charles speak on that i think of now it's a lifestyle you just created a new lifestyle you know people think oh i can't do that like they they all you know that's all that no you you slowly get into it it's like it just happens you know i wanted to know like what are you specifically doing for protein me yeah plants we have um what do i have right now i have um the protein blends from uh that brand the frozen veggies i'll saute that up with some mushrooms um cut up some red peppers that's my meal if i want those are all that's all it's called like protein blends because it has the um the beans in there it has like some other stuff like it's a mix of different veggies adding in more veg like i just eat plants like that's literally it spinach kale like i try to switch everything i get my uh robofloven through tomatoes um i also take my multivitamin um yeah it's like i've never been i have a b12 supplement as well um i always go to the doctors every year and they never they say i'm good across the board like they said my protein levels are fine and i haven't had you know like i said i have meat twice a year but i literally just have a variety of everything green uh, from cabbage to spinach to kale those are my main three i have the little veggie blends cauliflower carrots uh broccoli Uh, i love sauteed mushrooms if i feel like i want to eat meat what we really like about meat is the seasoning it's not the meat itself meat is actually bland so i season my mushrooms as if i'm seasoning meat um yeah like that's literally it i have my honey my like it's small foods for me uh, plus I'm petite, so it, it it fuels me up. But that's that's it, and it, it stays in my body, and I'm good. I'm good to go. I don't need yes. nothing else. Pasta, if I want, from craving pasta, gluten free pasta. You know, and to me, it tastes better. I think personally, it doesn't stick to your mouth. And it does. It does. <laughs> Charles, no. The gluten free pasta is really good, actually. Some people notice. I don't notice, but some people are like I don't like that. I'm like. 
I don't know what you like. I think they like the stick. I hate the stick. I don't like the stick. Yeah, and the gluten-free pasta is still de- al dente. It's still good, but it yeah. doesn't have that stick. You don't feel bloated afterwards. Like you can actually get up and run. Look at guys, run. Why you got me like I'm gonna get the reduced sodium obey and put that on my mushrooms. <laughs> reduced sodium. I mean, just have some pink Himalayan salt. You know, that's another thing. Don't let the labels trick you. The diet sodas and all that's all fake. That's that's that stuff that causes cancer. Like, <laughs> just have the real thing. If you want butter, then have real butter. You know, if you want, like, you know, I certain things you have to like. Okay, you just need the real stuff. Don't don't get the two substitute things because it's just like, well, if you're craving salt, just have Himalayan salt or Celtic salt or gray salt or black salt. Like, start going to those markets that have different things. Like, just look at what other cultures been doing for years. And then us having reduced this, reduced that, that's, that's all, all lies. It's all fake. Especially the sugars. Because I, I, oh, I, I bought, sugars. Some, I bought yes. some random, like, reduced, like, no sugar, no sugar gummy bears. I don't know why I love them. No. And I looked at the back randomly. My friend was like, they got more sugar than anything. It has, like, a sugar. Right. It's, it's, it's all, like, a sugar Substitute. oil. I'm like, what? It's, it was crazy. It's more you, sugar than you think. If you can't read the labels on something, if then it's not it's not real. I mean, except for like vitamin C or citric acid, like you know, even there's questions about citric acid. But like, you can't read the labels, just don't, just don't. And and have fun exploring all the different spices and salts and and different foods out there, real food. Like they don't want us to know that stuff. Doctor Sebi, I mean, they don't want us to live that lifestyle. But it's like, nah, you're not about to have control over my life. Not to say that I'm not going to get cancer. Not to say that anything could happen, of course. But we need to live our lives in a different way that's going to cater to us being happier, being healthier, being whole, you know? Because then I want to teach this to my kids. This is a whole practice, you know? It's preparing me for the next X, Y, and Z. So I want to switch it into more of the physical side. And for both of you, I'd like to know what you guys have kind of done as your self-care regimens to sustain your career this far. Go ahead, Charles. Well, what I do is I make sure, even though my stretch could be better, I stretch in the morning and at night and during class. Um, my movement, as you probably have seen, is necessarily like full out, full out. So with doing it, for myself, it's, it's, it's cool. But I think what sustain me with doing it so long is making sure I stretch properly, my own proper. Like, I, I probably could do more, but I feel like me just really stretching. And then, I don't know, maybe the vitamins help too, but more than like, I think it's more than stretching than anything else. Because if I didn't stretch, I think I'd be out here like, thriller, <laughs> literally, shoulders up, because I do a lot of big movement. So, stretching. Okay, okay I got you. Um, for me, if I don't have access to a gym, um, before every ballet class, because that's what I do now is, is all ballet. Um, I always do a calisthenic warm up, always. So I'm always doing crunches, planks, more Pilates based, using the body as a machine without machines. Um, that is my thing. I actually do the opposite, Charles. I actually don't stretch until the middle of class or at the end of the day. I actually don't stretch in the morning. I warm up in the morning which means I need to be hot and sweaty before I actually do my demi-demi grind. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, everybody's different, but um, I do notice that helps. Um, and then, yeah, the food, food choices. Uh, yeah. If I have, oh, sometimes we have receptions. <laughs> sometimes we have these elaborate receptions after a show and there's like a dessert table. And I noticed after performing, if I have processed sugar, my joints contract. Like, then I really look like real. And then I'm wearing heels too. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's wow. it's quite funny, but definitely a nice workout um, before I take class and then stretching in the middle and after and lots of sleep. Yes, sleep. Mm. No, I love that. Actually, the, the recovery part, I was talking to um, Murphy about this. Who? Oh, Anthony Murphy. He's from St. Oh, yeah. In that, yeah. You know, he's touring around. He's Aladdin. He's Aladdin. He's the genie on Aladdin. We're just talking about the importance of finishing your performance and then recovering and stretching and foam rolling. And like, I was like, I know y'all tired. I know y'all want to go to bed. However, it makes the world of difference. Yes, it does. Because when I I don't do it, 
I feel it right away. And like I said, even though I'm not dancing, dancing full out, full out, if I even do a one, two step, I still feel it. I'm like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Even with yeah. dancing, I've noticed that like, when we were younger, you could just kind of do whatever. No. <laughs> Yeah, because you're you're getting stronger essentially. Um, you know, that's why babies can do whatever, but they're they're weak. Right. But then the stronger you are, the stiffer you are. So it's like about maintaining that balance and, and that's totally normal. That means you're healthy when you age. Um, but yeah, I'm you know, I'm only twenty-eight, but like, yeah, I'm not eighteen. <laughs> I used to wrap my leg around my neck three times and now I can barely get it <laughs> past 45 degrees you know I'm like oh wow the ageism is real but um you can find ways to make it last a little bit longer every time <laughs> most definitely going back into you know the re the recovery I know you told me about the time that you did your shoot and it was on concrete oh yeah mm -hmm. And I was just like, first, I know, I guess you guys can't really control that. No, I just made a stupid decision. No, I just decided to do this shoot. Um, and it was like a bunch of shoots that were outdoor. And this is why, like, I don't stick to outdoor shoots or I just needed to be conscious of the movement. But I was trying to do this one jump. So I guess I was doing it over and over. And I guess over time, that's when, like, the little cuboid in my left foot was triggering. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, when people say, oh, can we shoot outdoors or whatever, whatever, I'm like, yeah, it's just going to be stagnant poses. I won't jump, you know? So that was just me making a bad decision and being a little bit too ambitious. But I wanted but, to yeah. up because I feel like that is so common. I can know how many times I've seen, like, some cool shoot and this person in, in point shoes, and I'm like, you know, you have to think about these things because, yeah, yeah, it's nice to get that shot. But mm -hmm. what is yeah. your body? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just got caught, you know, with that one little moment. But, like, I still do outdoor shoes. Like, in point shoes, it's fine. Like, I recently just posted a photo at the Kennedy Center. Like, those, anything stagnant is fine. But it's just jumping without that proper care and going through your feet. Like, that can be really scary. And, of course, I was doing, like, a bunch. Like, I was doing, like, two weeks of shooting with different um, photographers. So, of course, that took a toll. But, um, yeah, it's just about being aware. Um, but I also have special point shoes. My point shoes are Gainer Mindens, and um, they're more shock absorbent. They actually have protective padding in the toes and in the heels. Um, so my shoes are actually, uh, to me, like they save my feet for the most part because they're not just cardboard and satin, which is what a traditional point shoe is made out of. I don't wear that. Like I wear like the Nikes of point shoes. <laughs> okay. So my feet are a little bit more protected, I feel, and I haven't gotten any injuries, knock on wood um with the ankle or the feet or anything but as well as my preventative care methods love it oh something else i wanted to say i love that you said that you did a calisthenic calisthenic did I say it wrong? calisthenic mm -hmm. yeah. and pilates because you see uh, dancers and all they do is dance and you guys uh, no, no, no. do things outside um, just like any other athlete mm -hmm. to yeah and yeah. I mean, actually the same thing with like runners runners all they, all they do is run and then they come in and you ask them to do a single leg squat and they're all over the place you know what i mean Crazy. so i just thank you for for mentioning that because that's so important i you know when i've shadowed um underneath uh like pts that work with dancers and some people say it, some people don't, but it's, it's really important to be strengthening yourself outside of being at the bar or taking somebody's, you know, dance. It's, like, it's, like, it's basically cross-training, because from, from what I've seen, like, especially I have a lot of friends that are, like, on the pro level in, like, L.A. and stuff like that, and, like, do, like, commercial work. And what I've seen, like, in L.A., I don't know if it's in New York like that yet, but in L.A. in particular, mad people do, like, you know, they have this thing called G Train. They have like just different like Barry's boot camp is really big out there for dancers. Like it's so big in other markets. Like because you like literally like you said if you if you're only doing one thing, your body is just gonna do that one thing. And if you try to do something else, you're gonna be like, eh. so I feel like I feel like you, like you said, it's very good that you do that to cross train because otherwise your body will get used to that and it won't be as strong as it could be. So makes sense. It's very important, and it's, it's also important to know your own body. Like, I know I have um, one hip higher than the other, one leg longer than the other. How you find um, so that? I, oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, just, like, if I, if I didn't dance, I'd probably be leaning to the side. Like, I, you could see it. Like, you could physically see my hip. Like, one hip is higher 
but <laughs> but it's about like I have to stabilize my sacrum I have to protect my hamstrings so I gotta do the like I know all the PT moves that they tell you to do I have to stabilize the hip like I have to work on my rotator's cuff like these are daily things that I was taught in school and I continue to do those things and I feel like every time I, we have to do PT check-ins every year okay. and yeah it's like you know we do the whole reading thing the eye thing the memory test like these are things that i practice on a daily so that way it stays sharp you know but i also noticed that dancers who did not get the um, college experience and they go to institutions that don't teach these things they're not aware of any of this stuff and i'm just like well damn what, the, what is you know like you know, I, I loved my, my college education because it did inform me on those kind of practices. And I'm surprised that some of these other institutions or these ballet institutions don't necessarily make that aware for many artists. So that's like another problem in itself. But this is why I'm getting my master's to like cut this shit out. Excuse me. <laughs> oh. Again, that's why I was like, let's do the podcast. Let's share this information because people don't know. And these MDs are just like, oh, well, you can't dance anymore. Or you can't. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, no, sis. No, brother, actually, you can if you do mm-hmm. other ways. So yep. uh, that's why I'm so happy to hear this. This is why I do the podcast. This is why I hope we can continue the conversation so that we can inform each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important. And I appreciate you doing this, too, getting the word out there and letting people know like what it really, really, really is from two different, two artists, but two different perspectives as well. So it's yes. essential. Definitely. All right. Well, I don't know if either of you have any more questions for each other. My, my question was answered about the whole not being um, an extremist. Like not just trying to like do stuff and be like, you know what, today I ain't eating nothing. Period. <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. Air. But you know what, it, it's, good, it's good to hear from someone who's studying it just to, you know, just to, just just to reiterate what, what what makes sense to me because before i used to try so many things and like it never worked you know what i'm saying i'm like oh crap it worked for like two like i say two weeks and then you're done so i feel like coming away with talking to you about it it makes sense to like just do it in little in little portions versus like being extreme like i am right and what i learned from charles was that it's okay to like be real and honest with your diet. Like I tell you, I'm like, I like my sugar. Like I just drove to Krispy Kreme the other day. Like, <laughs> you know, you have those moments that like, you want to live, you know? You know they open up a to... Krispy Kreme, like a big one in on 42nd Street in New-, in New York? Really? They open up a big, like a flagship store on 6th Avenue in 42nd. See? Just so, random so. information I shouldn't know, but I know it. I know it. <laughs> Outside of this podcast, y'all, there is a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> be healthy, but uh, if there's a Krispy Kreme... <laughs> we all we all messed up but like we humans you know and it's like you got to enjoy life you know you go into a new country you got to enjoy the food you got to enjoy all of that but like I said it's about that consciousness and it's okay to be real like I love my sugar but I'm gonna find ways to always that's gonna be a constant battle you know and yeah I have to say the reason I found out about the whole gluten-free thing that I had to do it is that when I used to eat gluten a lot my joints started hurting a lot like my knees and stuff would like rock up and like my (laughs) elbows my wrists Everything, yep. my circulation was trash. But the enzyme. So it, it's, it's way better. So, yeah. But yeah, that, that's, that's, I think I, you asked that question earlier, but that's how I found out that it was that serious. Because when I would eat gluten, literally my joints would just like lock up right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to, if I have bad food, I try to do it when I know I have a day off or two days off. <laughs> because I don't want to be on that stage hurting and everybody drugging themselves with Tylenol or whatever. Like, no, it's like the food, you need to make sure you eat. You know, if I have a cupcake on Tuesday, it's not going to show up till Thursday or I'm not going to feel it. So like, you have to be aware <laughs> of how your body's going to respond to these things. So that's a very valid, valid point. But I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm good. And I think I learned a lot and I'm happy to share, you know, continue to share and give updates. Yeah. Listen, I was here taking all of the notes. This is so great. I'm so happy. We should do like a, we should do like an update after two weeks and see like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh we should do a challenge, like a 10 day. You know. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, not, not, not this is what I'm here for. Let's hear it. <laughs> Give me a challenge, okay? Give me a challenge. So, oh, what's a good one? Oh, the, a sugar, a oh, sugar challenge know, for me would be. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna tell my people, my followers and my people, I definitely put up a whole like, oh, I'm gonna do a 10 day, no sugar challenge. I lasted for three days. Oh, no. I couldn't face my, my now 21K people and tell them that, y'all, 
I was trash. But I, w- I want to go back on that because the first three days, I was, I felt amazing. Like, literally, yeah, I felt amazing. You feel good. But literally, I, I ran into a Reese's and it was done. <laughs> so I saw your challenge, Charles, but I knew I was home in St. Pete and I was eating all the crab trays. I'm making a pound cake. So, but I come back June 26th, and when I tell you, it is not a game. So I like to meal plan, and I, I had a meal prep business, but it took up too much time when I was in school. But I'm down for, like, I'll, you know, create the, the meal plan, or yes. you can work through it. I don't know if you're cooking, if you're not cooking, if you're on the Listen, go. And I, I cook very well, so I, I can do it. I just need to just really do it. And like you said, it's a whole lifestyle. Like, it's li- literally, I'm not lazy, but not being lazy. Like, you have to really take yeah, effort into like the work. It because it, it's so easy to just go buy something. But it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of time and less money. So. Yeah. I say so. <laughs> I, I, let's, well, do, for, let's do the cook at home challenge, okay? That's, that's a challenge for me, okay? That's a good one. Yeah, cook at home. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I wish, I, I don't go to Germany until July 12th. And I'm going to be in Berlin for three weeks. So that's okay. really when I start my challenge because I got to get back in shape to start work literally right after that. So I'm going to just chill a little bit for these next two weeks until I go to Berlin. And that's when I know I'm going to cut. I'm going to do my, my reconditioning to get everything. So I can't really Wait, be on so the same what, time. So what, what are you doing when you're getting ready to, like, work? Like, oh. What's your whole regimen? To get ready to work or? Like, as you say, you're, go going, go like you're going back to dance or something like that. So you say you know you have this coming up. Do you, like, oh, yeah. literally do no carbs? Like, what do you do? Right, right, right. So just really being serious with the gluten and the sugar. Like, just cutting all of that out. Um, definitely the dairy is out. Um, especially in Germany, it's nothing but meat and potatoes. So like Germany is is really hard, but I get I feel really really good because I know I have to stick to like the healthy foods in there. So Berlin is where I go ham. It's like okay, these next three weeks, this is it. Like, you know, I have to really just cut out all my food here. I can like slip and slide a little bit, but in Germany, I have to get ready to get back to work, and I want to be in shape. I want to be injury free. So and I'll be dancing as well. Um, for two hours every morning, Monday through Friday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that when I get there. So that's like how I prep mentally okay. and physically to get into that. So it's yeah. more it's more so about you cutting off the the sugars and gluten. That sugar, yep, the sugar and the gluten. Yeah. I, don't, I mean I don't have any gluten here, but sometimes when I go to the dining hall they'll have a little bread roll or something and if I just want like a tiny bread roll. Um or yeah, like just little things. Like I know I, I cheat here and there if I'm on campus here, but I know once I get to Germany, like I've been to Germany plenty of times. So I just know it's nothing but pretzels <laughs> and schnitzels and, and, Listen, and I, hardcore meat. So when I'm I was like, in Russia, I lived in I was not really I was working in Russia for like a month. Mm-hmm. They give you the most bread, the most cheese, the most yep. um chocolate. I'm like, yep. what is this? This is a fat person's heaven. They were like, right, not right. fat person, but somebody who loves to eat. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's all they give you. So more power to you, sister, because they don't play no games over there. I mean, but even even in France, like, the women are all this big, but they eat croissants and hot chocolate every morning. It's like, but that's also how they were born, too, and instilled. And the food is a little different in Europe. I will say the ingredients are very different. But, like, it's a different process for their bodies to grow up directly with that. But here in the States, we grew up with McDonald's, like we grew up with all processed stuff from the get. So it's like, not like we go to the baker and really get like the real thing. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. very different in Europe. But I know for me, it's like, okay, I need to cut back on all of that. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I think too, with us, I mean, we didn't really talk, it's not about cutting anybody out, but I think with us too, being african-american i feel like mm-hmm. we react to the whole like when we do the whole no sugar or whatever it is our bodies react to it faster than the yes. other race i believe it is mm-hmm. basically, basically because we're not that far removed from right. wherever the motherland is you know what i'm saying so i feel right. like when we when we go and do that it really and the yeah. sugar on the other hand affects us probably even more than mm-hmm. other yeah. makeups and stuff like it's a whole yeah. chemical thing i believe like it affects us that's why we have like more i don't, I don't know i don't know what's the rate for African Americans being obese, you know, sure, sure. Um, one in I think it's one in three. I'm gonna say it was a lot. I don't know, but no, it's, it's one in three. Right. Yeah, because I used to represent the the heart, the Red Dress Association, and yeah, I believe it's one or three women have heart disease from the African American, and it's like, come on, we gotta fix that. We come, we like, come on, literally like, we have to fix like, that. Literally, it's literally the food, like literally. Food. That's it. That's why I'm like, yo, go find Black Vegans Unite. Go find um. 
black vegetarian like go like research all of that on instagram to find communities and they're healthy bodies healthy glowing perfect bodies you know little shirts that say okay oh no you know like little things just to make you you know like (laughs) just that community find that community because it's like it's, it's time that we take back our own bodies and our own minds. Like, I'm not about to let this system screw us up anymore. It's like, they're already killing us. I'm not gonna about to have the food kill us. Like, no, it's just the whole psychology too behind that. And I just want everybody to be aware, you know? Uh, so, the whole thing. <laughs> so Daphne, where can the people find you? Instagram, got websites. Oh yeah. You can definitely find me at Daphne732, D-A-P-H-732 on Instagram. Daphne Lee on Facebook. My website is DaphneMLee.com. And of course, the Dance Theater of Harlem website, which is um, DanceTheaterOfHarlem.org. You can catch me in a city near you. That is where you can find me. Huh? Don't call me, don't text me. <laughs> Come listen, don't call me, don't text me. Okay. Well, you can find me, Charles Smith, on Instagram. My name is King Chuck A Duck. It's kind of cool. It rhymes. It's lit. You can also find me on my website. My website is csmithofficial at csmithofficial.com. And yeah, that's about it. Nice. Well, I enjoyed having you both on. I learned so much. Listeners, I hope that you guys had your your, your notepads out. This was such a great um, episode. I'm so excited to apply. It's all about application of the things that you hear and learn on the podcast. Yes. Um, but no. thank you, thank you so much. That give, give that round. Listen, you, you did that. You did that. Thank you for putting this together. And hopefully this can grow into like an actual forum or like we should hit up Essence magazine to do like a little you know, like have like dance artists in the industry come do a little health chat, you know, when they do the little essence mobile tour and all of that. Like see okay, if you can make this happen. Yes. Okay. Did you write that down? No. I'm <laughs> not. I didn't even yeah. think about it. That's that undergrad. Yeah, that's that college brand. Yeah, like we can make it a thing, like an actual health forum. See, that's that's a brain. That's the brain with no gluten. Okay. That's the <laughs> yeah, brain with no gluten. Her brain would have been fogged. Okay. Bringing Serena. Um, what's her name? Serena. Um, she's a she danced for Nicki Minaj. What's her name? Serena Watkins. Selena Watkins. Bring her in. Bring oh, me yeah, in as a. Girl. Yeah, I love Selena. Uh, we both wore Miss Black USA together. Um, oh, Miss Black, yeah. Yeah, she was like a few years before me. But yeah, like, let's do a thing. Like, see how we can reach out to Ebony or Essence Magazine or something. Like, let us have a chat. See if we can pitch to, you know, a couple oh, of resources that delve Selena, not to plug her, she definitely is. When I tell you she's on this, she's on this. And like, you know, she's mm-hmm. on tour. So she can give you a right. different, like, you know, thing. Like, I'll, right, I'll, right, I'll right. plug her to you. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody from Broadway. Uh, what's her name? Sydney. You know, she's doing the Lion King or Sharon. Yeah. Ephraim Sykes. Yeah, so it's been hard for me to reach Ephraim. I, I don't have his number, so I hit him up on well, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah you know. I, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's very, it's very imperative that we know this stuff because there's so many people out here, whether we know it or not, and like, to be serious, that are actually hurting and like actually like popping pills to like combat like aches and stuff like that yeah it's really it's really it really goes with their diet because literally before i knew about the whole gluten thing let me tell you something i had an advil every three hours because i was just oh no but not not every three hours let me not be dramatic but like i had like at least one you know at least two a day because of you know aches but there's so many people that need to know this because they just they're not aware they just think that's the way to go with more like health conscious things it can help them out you guys, I'm so excited because I just want to graduate. Every time I do an episode, I'm just like, I can't wait to graduate because I really would like to be a one-stop shop. Like, you can come, you can get your PT, or, mm-hmm. you know, if you graduated from PT, and you just need, like, a recovery, I can come to yeah. that. And if you need your well, meals because you're on the go. workshops. Ooh, yeah. I have your meals. If you, need, you know, you can get, like, a whole one-stop shop right there. And then I want to do things with like affirmations and your mentality because dancers are so hard on themselves. So that is my idea. Well, the more you say it out loud, like if you want to get down to like the whole career, and I know you can definitely can you can you can um, attest to this. The more you say it out loud to people that believe in you, it'll happen. So just keep saying it. Mm-hmm. Say it, yep, say yep. it every day. You say it to yourself. <laughs> tell some friends every day, like literally, yep. and it'll happen for you. So I believe that you're doing this 
as as a gift to people and you're going to be gifted for it so keep doing it yeah it's great continue listen, I, I was gifted after these last 30 minutes okay listen i have my notes up here so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's amazing so this is amazing oh <laughs> charles if there's um any uh, uh music videos or gigs you, you hit me up <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. I, I, I'm also too. I'm also starting. Uh, I'm starting like a my, my own sort of like one stop shop because I believe that, and this is not to like just to, you know push on anybody else. It's inclusion, but I I want to have it to where people see dancers in New York City a certain way because I feel mm -hmm. like people are seeing LA a certain way. That's why everybody right, is going right, there. Right, right, right. They move to but LA. I feel yeah. like if there's a way that I can let them see us a certain way, yeah, and New us York. means so many other people. It's a big, I'm, I'm doing a big effort right now to push my style of choreography and like my vision so where people can really see it. Because commercial industry already recognizes it, but I want everybody to be able to work everybody, from mm -hmm. it. So, mm -hmm. like, I got, I got three girls booked on the BC Awards based on right. me being great, I guess. And them being yeah. great too, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so. No, he does his stuff, man. You, your choreography is nice. And I'm Thank glad you you're, so in the, you're in New York. Yes, not an LA thing. So I'm like, everybody going to LA, like, come back. <laughs> You know. Know. All righty, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to another thank episode you. of uh, the Art of Boston. And we'll be back with our challenge. <laughs> we <laughs> we posted. I don't know what our challenge is yet, but yeah. We will be back. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Art of Body Language podcast. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to my show. This episode is sponsored by Twerk From Home. Twerk stands for the whole body exercise routine that cares. While we help people who are tired of traditional forms of exercise build confidence and fall in love with getting active in a safe and purposeful way. We are located in New York, New York and have just launched the VIP Twerk From Home experience. If you or someone you know are interested in having an exclusive twerk shop from the comfort of your home, please contact us at viptwerkfromhome at gmail.com. Space on the schedule is limited. If you enjoyed this episode and you believe it would benefit a dancer that you know, please be sure to share it with them. As always, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Art of Body Language. If you'd like to connect further, please email us at theartofbodylanguage at gmail.com. Again, that is theartofbodylanguage at gmail.com. Thank you, and make sure to tune in to our next episode. Have a beautiful day.